and Confidence Podcast. Today, I want to talk about rejection because rejection is something that you will face most definitely if you're dating and it's something that will come up again and again and again. And I think a lot of people think once they get into a relationship, that's where the rejection ends and that's kind of why they want to get into a relationship. But actually, rejection is something that you will have to deal with, not only in the dating phase, but also in your relationship. And so that sounds kind of grim, (laughs) but I hope by the end of this podcast episode that I will have reframed the way that you look at rejection a little bit and that it won't sting as badly. So the first thing that's important to realize is that rejection is a natural consequence of action. The more bold action that you take in any area of your life, meaning action outside of your comfort zone, the more rejection you're going to experience in that area of your life, but also the more reward that you will experience in that area of your life. Most of us feel so averse to rejection that we don't take any action in certain areas of our life, and as a result of that, we may experience less rejection, but we also have this sense of stagnation. Now, what happens when we get rejected is that it's really painful, and we immediately want to blame ourselves. So let's say that you go on a date and it doesn't work out. The first thing that your brain is going to want to do is find a reason why that happened. Why are you in pain? Why did he reject you? How can we make sure that this never happens again? And the easiest way to do that is to blame some quality of yours. (laughs) Oh, you laugh too much. You're too nasally. You're not pretty enough. You need to lose weight, whatever. And that's kind of like our brain's way of trying to prevent that from happening again. So to clarify, there's the circumstance of rejection, there's our thought about that rejection, and that makes us feel a certain way, which determines what kind of action we're going to take, and that determines our future results. So let's say he rejected you in the sense that he didn't want a second date, you will have a thought about that, maybe Most likely what we do is we make it mean something about ourselves, like I'm not good enough. Let's just make it vague like that for now. That will give you a certain emotion, like feeling extremely rejected, not feeling confident, feeling insecure, feeling anxious, feeling hopeless. And that will determine what kind of action you want to take that thought and feeling combination And so the action that you'll probably take is either avoid dating for a while or maybe you will go on more dates, but it will be accompanied with that sense of insecurity. And so you won't be showing up as your best, most confident, free, authentic self because you're feeling bad about yourself. And of course, that will lead to results like no results in your dating life if you're just avoiding it completely Or it can actually turn out to result in more rejection because you're not showing up as your most confident self. So that's just an example of why it's so important to reframe the way that you look at rejection because the way that you see rejection will determine how much action you're willing to take and what kind of action you will take if you are taking any. 
So I recently watched the movie Free Solo, and it's about a man named Alex Honnold, who is climbing a mountain free solo, which means without any ropes and alone. And he's basically setting a world record, and it's about his preparation for climbing the mountain, and it's my new favorite movie. It's so funny, it's so fascinating, and it's so inspiring. And I hardly ever watch documentaries, but this was life-changing. And one of the things that I thought was so amazing was his relationship with failure. So before he actually climbed the mountain free solo, he had to practice, of course, with ropes. And the number of times that he fell down, that he didn't make it, the amount of times that he failed to prepare for his success was astonishing. And so what I really got from that movie was that failure and rejection is preparation for success, if you utilize it that way. So after he was climbing and he failed and things didn't work, he would go back to his van (laughs) that he lives in and he would write down what he's going to do next time, what he has to practice, and then he would... Um, do his pull-ups, those special pull-ups that rock climbers do with like just their fingers. It's insane. Um, But yeah, he used those failures and those rejections to learn what he had to do so that he was prepared for when he would actually climb free solo. And so how does this relate to your dating life? Well, every time that you get rejected or you fail in that way, It's really just another opportunity to learn something that will prepare you for success in the sense of maybe being in a relationship or feeling completely confident in your dating life. And another thing that was really apparent in that movie is that there are no skipping steps. You don't just get to be good at something. You don't just get success without going through the failure and the rejection first. The rejection that you're going through is not an obstacle in your path in the sense that it's something that's preventing you from succeeding. It's actually the next step to succeeding. Another thing that I like to remember is that there's nothing you can do to prevent rejection. Usually when we get rejected, we have that automatic story about what's wrong with us and why we got rejected in the first place. And What our mind wants us to do is to improve so that we don't get rejected again because it was very painful. And what I realized over time is that no amount of beauty, no amount of brains, no amount of success or money is ever a shield from rejection. I remember when I had my first boyfriend in high school, we went swimming one day and he told me that my body was normal but not perfect. And that rejection stung so bad. And so I went on a quest to make my body perfect. And I did that in a really unhealthy way because I felt really panicky about it. And so I missed a lot of meals. I used a lot of unhealthy drugs to try and force my body to slim down in an abnormal amount of time. And finally, I reached my lowest weight ever since like middle school. And then he called me one day and he broke up with me. That was a huge lesson for me. Not that I know, like, learned this 
at that time, but later on, that no amount of perfection, like it doesn't even exist, first of all, but even if you manage to make yourself perfect, you can never match every single person's preferences. And even if you could make yourself be the perfect version of you, that would not be perfect to every single person on earth. And we see this with celebrities all the time. These are people that we look up to as being perfect human beings because they're retouched in magazines, they're very successful, they're usually beautiful, and have everything that we think would be perfect. And they still get broken up with. They still get rejected. They still don't get every job that they want. They still feel rejection. And in fact, they probably feel it more than we do because usually people who are famous are taking a lot of bold action in their life. And so it's really important to not believe in the myth that you being perfect will prevent future failures or rejections from other people. Another way that I like to look at rejection is that it's kind of like walking blindfolded through a maze. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes in life. Like we have no idea what we're doing. We just have a general idea of where we want to go and then we have to just try things out and move forward and try to find our way. And rejection is like bumping up against the wall. So you're walking, you're walking and you hit a wall and you're like, oh, okay, not this way. Let me turn and try this way. And then you're like, oh, great. This is working out. We're really getting to know each other and he really likes me. Okay. He rejects you. I guess it wasn't him. Let's keep walking this way. And so rejection is kind of pointing you into a different way and it always stings. It always sucks. There's just an inherent shitty quality (laughs) to rejection. Like I was just in Portland this last weekend at the dating and relationships conference for Dr. Aziz and I was coaching people there. And part of what we do is we go out and we dare each other to push our comfort zone socially and to talk to people and things like that. So somebody dared me to ask this band that was setting up if I could play their drums. And I went up and I was like, hey, can I play your drums? And they're like, no, no, not right now. And like, even though I was totally not invested in playing the drums and I have never seen them and will never see them again, I felt like bad inside. I felt really uncomfortable. And so like rejection will never just be like, nothing to you. I mean, maybe you can reach that level, but I certainly haven't. But if you allow it, rejection can become a sort of compass of what's not right for you and where you should head instead. Lastly, I want to acknowledge the fact that most people think in order to improve in any area, you have to beat yourself up to a pulp before you try to get better at something. So let's say you got rejected And the reason was because you talked about your ex the whole time on the first date. So one option is to say, well, screw that. I just want to be authentic and mean, whatever, and not really change that behavior and deal with the consequences that a lot of people wouldn't really be attracted to that. Another option is to beat the crap out of yourself and tell you how Tell yourself how horrible you are and you always mess things up and try to improve that way. Or you can just acknowledge that that action didn't get the desired result, which was a second date. 
and you can just adjust your action for the next time. You don't have to be super harsh and critical in order to improve in any area of your life. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. I hope to hear from you. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer on this podcast, please send me an email or reach out to me through Facebook or Instagram, and I will create a podcast episode for you. And as always, if you do have some time, I really appreciate reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you're listening. Thank you and have an awesome day. Bye.